Joining us with his analysis of what's playing itself out on that market scene, I'm joined by Jacques Pretorius from Sinai Securities. Jacques, thank you for your time and a good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Jacques, I'm keen just to get your thoughts on that rand. It is tough times. Uh, what are your forecasts for the rand uh, over the last quarter of 2023? I've heard, uh, you know, some analysts say that they're expecting it to reach closer to 20 uh, than to 19, which is what we're seeing now. Okay, um, my view is slightly different to that. Mm. Well, first of all, I think it's more dollar strength happening there as opposed to rand weakness. And I think while we are in this uncertain phase where we're not sure uh, when the top of the interest rate cycle in the U.S. will take place, we're having that uh, rush towards the dollar, and that's why the dollar is strong. If I look at a purchase power parity valuation on the rand, I'm getting to figures right below 17. Now, I don't think we're going to see those levels, unfortunately, because there's obviously other factors playing a role. But I would say that I don't think we are going to break through the previous high around about 1950 on the rand. And I think we're going to be ranged around between 1750 and 1950, right, for the foreseeable future and possibly even for a year or so. Uh, taking into account, right, that I believe that still believe but next year in the U.S., we're going into an interest rate declining cycle. What usually happens in that environment is that the dollar starts weakening to some extent. And emerging market currencies and other currencies in, in the world tend to strengthen in that environment. So I believe we're going to be in that same boat where we will probably trade between 1750 and 1950 or at least the next year before in the long term we might see some weakness again. Uh, that's my view. Jacques, I'm actually keen to also get your thoughts on that issue of declining uh, interest rate cycle in the United States. What uh, we are seeing here is a financial market that is uh, consistently still trying to look for clues about, uh, you know, what the U.S. Fed thinks about the interest rate cycle uh, and battling to really accept that we are in a higher for longer uh, era and we don't know how long that longer is. I'm wondering if uh, it is time that U.S. financial markets accept where we are um, and if that may change uh, the way in which, uh, you know, trade strategies are carried out as a result. Yes, no, I think it definitely has an influence. I think the figures that came out of the U.S. Uh, yesterday on the job openings just pointed towards still strong demand for, for jobs in the U.S. So that uh, economy is holding up much stronger than I think a lot of players anticipated. I still do believe that eventually, right, the interest rate cycle will have an impact into next year. But certainly that's definitely now creating this uncertainty. Um, the next sitting for the U.S. is on the 3rd of September, oh, sorry, 3rd of November. Um, I think there's a strong chance that they lift another 25 basis points. If they do, I think that will be the last one. But obviously, we are sitting in this environment where uh, rates are going to stay high, higher for longer. And perhaps, you know, where we anticipated right, uh, rates being cut in the U.S. the first quarter of next year, perhaps we'll push that out to the second or third quarter. Uh, but markets will anticipate that earlier. Um, so, yeah, that's our view on that. Let's touch now on uh, some uh, important news coming out of S&P Global in terms of uh, South Africa's PMI here. Let's just talk about, uh, you know, our private sector and the activity here. We are now officially in contractionary uh, territory according to this uh, data, but we've felt like we're in contractionary territory for a while longer than that, haven't we, uh, Jacques? Yes, no, absolutely. You know, and the funny thing is, right, 
once you actually see the data, it's actually behind the curve. So I think what we need to do is look forward. We, we always knew that we were going to go into a difficult phase, especially with all the load shedding we've had. I still get the feeling load shedding is reducing to some extent. We've done a lot of work on, on load shedding going forward. I think the private sector will pick up a lot of that load shedding uh, um, by, by importing solar panels and improving the situation into next year. So, yes, there will still be some uh, load shedding, but I think at a much lower level. And I think we've probably seen the worst, right, of that. You know, so we're sitting in a situation where things could actually turn quite positive. I think from a market perspective, South Africa looks extremely cheap. You know, I look at the uh, forward multiples, right, on the um, on the market in general. Uh, we're probably looking at 8 to 9% earnings growth for the next year, and the full forward multiples are at 9.5%. To just put that in context, right, America is still at 19 times, so more than double the as expensive as South Africa. So I believe, right, going into an environment where we're seeing rate, rate cuts take place, money will start flowing towards emerging markets and to South Africa. The other obviously big factor that we've, we've been facing this last year is this change in the Regulation 28, where 45% of funds uh, move, uh, sorry, so, 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 45% of funds could be moving to offshore investments from 30. Now, that was a 50% increase. Uh, around about by the end of, of August, um, guys have already, or the big institutions have already, right, um, invested offshore to the tune of 40%. And I think that that figure is very, very close to 45%. So most of the outflow from South Africa, we've probably seen at this point. So I'm actually turning quite a, quite a bit more positive on South Africa. I still believe we need to get through this environment of uncertainty. And, and we're in a seasonal pattern, right, where the markets tend to be weakish, right, during this phase. So, you know, there's always a bit of jitters up until about the 20th of October with the Black, uh, Black Monday that took place then. And, and then I think the market settles after that, and I still believe we're going to have a bit of a year-end value. Before I let you uh, talk about stock picks, I'm keen to also get your thoughts on what happened with Sibania yesterday. Uh, you see they were downgraded by uh, one of the big banks in the United States, and that caused uh, the, you know, the share price to fall quite a bit. Keen to get your thoughts on that, uh, Jacques. Is that something uh, to be concerned about? Or just investors really expressing their sentiments, uh, possibly backing uh, that downgrade? My feel is it's a bit behind the curve. I mean... Sibania was up at 80, 80 rand a year ago. We're now sitting at 26 odd. Um, I think we're getting close to a base, right, where, um, yes, sure, the, the earnings outlook for the, for the next quarter might look, not look that fantastic, but we're probably at the throw of the interest rate cycle now. And I think for going forward, things can actually look a bit better. Now, they're a company that uh, has got, that got that had strong cash flow. We knew this, this was coming uh, six months or a year ago. Um, we anticipated that. I think they'll, they'll weather the storm and they'll actually come through this, you know. So I'm not as negative, right, on the sector right now uh, as I used to be three to six months ago. You know, so I actually think that the resource sector is probably due for a bit of a bounce right into year end. It's perhaps not a, a cyclical play for the for, 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 for next year, uh, just being a seeing that they're not as they don't perform that well in an interest rate declining cycle but certainly these stocks have been slaughtered uh, completely this year um even something like anglers and we can chat about that net just now but i think these shares are very oversold and they're probably due for a bounce bounce into to into your end you know and these stocks can quite easily put on 20 percent off a low base 
Keen to actually get your stock pick in a bit, Jacques, but first, uh, maybe let's reflect on some counters that have found favor with your industry peers. Alphabet, um, I remain a very positive on Alphabet. Alphabet, as many people know, is Google. I think they are the leader in the AI space. And though the AI kind of uh, things have kind of calmed down the last week or so, we saw, uh, you know, developments from GPT-4 that they can now see, uh, which is amazing. Go test the stuff that it does. It's it's unbelievable what this is going to do. And Google's going to come up with something in three months' time in December, likely to be four or five times more powerful than that. It's Adavinta, which is listed in Norway. It's an e-classifieds business. They also bought the eBay classifieds business. And in the past week, a private equity consortium indicated that they are keen to make a potential bid for Adavinta. So the share price has bounced quite strongly, but I think there could be a little bit more juice in this lemon uh, because the private equity group would probably need to offer a premium even at the current price for a deal to be done. It's a shame for me that uh, NASPASH or Process were not able to combine the OLX business with Adavinta. I think that it would have been a great transaction, hmm. but it seems like private equity is going to win out and, uh, and uh, Process lose out in consolidation of the online classifieds business. Um, but there's something in it for shareholders, so uh, for a short-term gain until private equity gives you hopefully a, a few Norwegian krona more, I think Adavinta is a decent buy at 104 Norwegian krona. I'm picking Alphabet or Google, as I say, uh, you know, on a less than 20 times forward earnings. It's got a lot of free cash flow, high margins, um, and going into this uncertain environment, I think they can absorb a lot of what economic uncertainty comes, uh, be it high rates, they're highly cash generative. Uh, and I think the fear around um, chat GPT has seems to have subsided Google's right up there with BARD uh, and their AI application. So they're, they're second best to NVIDIA, as I understand it, in terms of their own chips that they make. So that whole opportunity set around AI, I think they can tap into that. Mm. Uh, added to the fact that there's this antitrust uh, threat that's that's hanging over them. And I think if you see a breakup, they'll actually unlock value. YouTube is an incredibly valuable franchise, as is the search dominance. Uh, so it, to me, it's... It's a monopoly, and it's a phenomenal business, and I think it's quite a safe place to to hide, and you'll do tri- you'll do pretty well over the long term. All right, Jack. Uh, some of your industry peers are liking stocks such as Alphabet and Adavinta. Are keen to get your thoughts on what do you think of some of these counters? Yeah, I think uh, Alphabet, uh, as the guys mentioned, very very solid, extremely strong cash flow. I think what we saw a few years ago, the guys put in a lot of capex right to win market share. Um, and I would agree with, with what the former speaker said. You know, if there is a breakup in Alphabet, it will actually uh, improve the, the value or unlock some value. So all those businesses are firing at full steam. They are really at the forefront right of all technology gains. Uh, they're still looking at at least 20% earnings growth for the next year. And for a stock of, of, of that quality, right, trading at 19 times, um, yes, I still like it. I also believe that the sector, right, uh, the tech sector tends to do well in the interest rate declining cycle. We've seen quite a bit of a jump since year end, but remember, I think uh, the year before that, these stocks were quite weak. So they still haven't reached their previous high levels. I think we're going to see those, those, those highs being tested and possibly broken uh, next year uh, in 2024. And which counter are you going with today, Jacques? Which one's your stock pick? Um, I'm going to go for something a bit controversial. I'm saying local is lacquer. I'm saying Anglo-American is the, is the buy. 
Anglo-Americans come down from uh, over 800 to around 500 uh, rand now. It's reaching its support levels. It's still got a nice copper exposure. It plays into the EV uh, space. And I believe the whole sector would have a bit of a bounce into year-end. So those are the stocks that I believe in the next three months could actually outperform into year-end. Anglo-American is my bet. Well, actually, thank you, Jacques, for joining us today. It's always a pleasure chatting to you and getting your thoughts and insights. That was your Midday Markets Update with Jacques Pretorius from Scenario Securities.